Hello and welcome to Dowdy, the podcast where me, Mariana Feijó, talk to my guests about the concept of bravery, or braveness, even just the moments where folks have been slightly out of their comfort zones. This week I was brave because I have allowed myself to make plans for the future again. Let's face it, 2020 was a shit year. Um, there's a lot of things I had planned that didn't happen, a lot of things that were like plans for the future in like one or two years that during this year felt impossible and still don't feel very real because I some of it feels like I need to start over because there was such a big pause of things not being able to happen and we still don't know when they are going to be able to happen. But there's some positive wins coming. I think wins is a good <laughs> a good thing to call them. The the vaccines, the changes in America, which we this this episode was recorded before the election in America and we weren't very very positive about it when we chatted. We had doubts about what the outcome would be and the outcome was the best possible. But still there's so much things that still need to change in America and the world and it's still very scary. There's a lot of very scary things happening. But there's positive wins, or at least I want them to be. As we also talk about in this episode, this past, is it eight months, nine months now? I don't even know. Time has warped completely. But yeah, there's like weeks when you're feeling better and weeks when you're feeling low. And this was a week that I felt low, but somehow still took like sometimes to some time to make plans for the future. Maybe because I was feeling low, I wanted to think of positive things in my future, positive possible things in my future, possible positive things in my future, whatever order that sentence comes in. I wanted to think about positive things and I did and I made some plans for the future and I always like to have like you know like during this time I try to do concrete things that can help me like learn new skills and all of that but I always like to have also like some concrete future plans that are achievable or that are possible in a way but also I like to have like the fantasy level of plans that are possible but that need for a lot of things to happen for them to actually happen as well i feel like i'm babbling it's past 10 p.m on a friday night after a busy week at work so i'll just shut up and get into this episode which was a fun recording with a friend and the episode starts a little differently than it usually does because I have been recording the episodes a little in in advance. And sometimes things change, so there will be a little bit of recording to start with that wasn't recorded when we first recorded the episode. It was sent to me last week, and I'm adding it here. It is still the same way the episode starts. It starts with my guest, Shinya Murais, introducing herself. Hey, Mariana, thank you so much for letting me be on your podcast, which is sick. And also thank you for allowing me to reintroduce myself. Um, my name is Shinya Murais. Uh, that's X-I 
NHA. And I say reintroduce myself because the first time we did this, I was called Helena. Shinya is actually not a completely new name to me. Um, my middle name is actually Natasha. And I am always called Natasha in like familial environments, like when I'm with my family and um, friends that speak Portuguese, like really close people, they, they know me as Natasha. Whereas Helena was always that name that I would use like at university or at school. And it would always be my formal name. And I always felt like that's the name that, because it was such the formal name that I would give myself, I would also become this formal character. Like, and even though Shakespeare says what's in a name, where like your name doesn't really define who you are as a person, but actually I really feel like my name was defining me and I was becoming this, you know, congealed self where I couldn't be quite expressive because I felt like I had to be a certain type of way when I entered a certain type of environment. And I really just want to detach myself from that. I also want to really decolonize my name. Um, I'm really interested in that, that idea, which is why I decided to call myself Shinya with an X, because actually uh, Shinya comes from Natashinya, which is what my mom used to call me. And um, I, as you would know, a lot of like Portuguese speaking people or even Spanish people, they would add like a Ita at the end of their names or Inya at the end of their names. So it would be like, Lola would be like Lolita or Mariana, Marianita, something like that. <laughs> or like with Portuguese, it would be Joana to Joaninha or Maria, Ma Maria Inha. Okay, no, that doesn't make sense. But basically that's the vibe. But I added the X in front because also Malcolm X, like it just, you know, it just gives that oomph to it. And uh, it's it, it's empowering and that's what I want. I want to feel empowered. When I say my name, I want to feel empowered. Like I own my name and my name doesn't own me. I currently work as a teaching assistant in a special needs school, primary school. Um, but that's literally just the day job. I have like a little Hannah Montana lifestyle where I like to think that I'm a superstar. Well, I want to be anyway, <laughs> lol. Um, so I also act and I write. Uh, I've been writing a lot lately, actually, especially at the beginning of everything that's been happening. And because we've had so much time at home, you'd think that I'd like as a writer, I'd want to write more and be more creatively inclined. But I had such a massive uh, writer's block. And um, I realised it's because I'm not around people. Yeah. Like, you, you don't realise how much you need other people around you as a creative. Like, you actually... Everything you do depends on other human beings, as much as we sometimes don't like other human <laughs> beings because they have problems. Yes. <laughs> but um, you need them, actually, to create your work. And then uh, I also realised that I'm the kind of person, when I'm writing, I like to... I need to be travelling so it doesn't feel like it's a chore sort of thing. So, like, if I'm on the tube, that's a perfect excuse to just open the journal and just write whatever. Um, but, yeah, haven't been... Well, I've been in the tube lately, actually, so, yeah. Um, anything else? That Yeah, I think that's pretty much me. That's really cool, that point about writing on the go so it doesn't feel like work, in a way. Mm. And that's... I think that's a really nice idea and that I will use myself because yeah, yeah that way it doesn't feel like you're just trying to get your inspiration out of nowhere you're just writing on the go yeah but it's real, really true that it's really hard to be creative when, when, when you're 
not going out that much. Uh, it is really mm, hard. Is. I just attended a showcase from a course that the company I work for, Funny Women, were running this week. Mm. And today was a showcase. So everyone presented like two minutes of material. And it was so great to see it. And I, I got inspired because a lot of them are performing for the first time. Oh. And this was their first week of something related co to comedy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a little course they did. And it's like just a week, uh, an hour a day. So really quick. And they all came up with so many like a diverse set of two minutes everyone wow. was different and everyone was so great that i like oh what am i doing <laughs> just uh sitting at home not writing or no, not you're soaking up what they've written stuff. now you you soaked up what they gave you so now you should have loads of things to you know bounce off of that's really cool was it was it live or like yeah it was live on zoom oh um, yeah i meant like but just life. for <laughs> real life no, okay. unfortunately not. Yeah, of course. Unfortunately, we're all back at our homes doing Zoom stuff, oh. which is annoying. But they were super creative as well in the way they used uh, the the Zoom and like the computer and oh, stuff. Oh, nice. So yeah, it was super cool to see and inspiring. Yeah. How would you define bravery? Oh, God, okay. <laughs> How would I define bravery? <laughs> I think bravery is... A lot of people say this, and I really believe in this wholeheartedly. It's about not having fear and um, personally, like, I try to have that in every moment of my life, which is, you know, it's a big ask, but it could just be the littlest things. For instance, when you're at work and you want to say something like, oh, the AC is really, like today, for instance, <laughs> I wish I was a bit braver in saying that um, it's a bit cold because the AC is on. I could have just asked in that moment and said, oh, can we turn it down? But I didn't. Instead, I was just there freezing in the corner. But like it's it's things like that. I think um, bravery stands for. It's not. It doesn't. It's not like the big things. Not oh, I you know, I swam and like someone was drowning and then I saved them and I could have died but I didn't. Obviously that's is bravery in itself. But I think like with the little things in life, if we could find each moment to find bravery, lack of fear is what I define it as. Mm -hmm. I think, yes, the little moments. Also because like the big moments don't always present themselves to us. Mm, exactly. True. True. They're not there every so day. So. If you do... Yeah, they're not there every day. And great that you don't find someone drowning every day. Yeah, I mean, of course. That, that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I've asked you to think about moments in your life in which you have been brave to share with our listeners. What did you bring to, to share with us? How many would you like? As many as you'd like to share uh, with time constraints, of course, but yeah. we're here to chat and have fun. So how many you'd like to share? Okay, sweet. So I think growing up, I've been, I've always been a very hairy person, like since I was a child, a very hairy. Like I remember my mom told me that when I was born in Garcia da Horta, which is the hospital in Stuval, the doctors, I don't know why they did this because it's a bit worrying that they took me, right? And they were showing it to loads of people in the ward, showing it, sorry, showing me <laughs> to loads of people in the ward being like, oh my God, look at this baby. She has so much hair. She has so much hair. Because I had so much hair on my head and it's very rare for babies to have a lot of hair. Like some babies are born completely bald and then, you know, you have someone who have hair like in the middle. But apparently I had loads of hair everywhere. And I've always been proud of being quite hairy, actually, surprisingly. So, like, the hair on my arms, I've always loved having hair on my arms for for whatever reason. Um, and I've never shaved them, actually. And to this day, like, I'm not afraid to just, you know, 
I mean, there are moments where I'd be like, oh, this is, no one else has hair on their arms and I'm just a hairy woman, but it's fine. Like, I get over it very quickly. And then obviously with time, you start shaving, uh, like, it's the initiation of being a woman, isn't it? Like, you shave your armpits, yeah. you shave your legs, and then you shave your vajayjay and stuff. But, yeah, that's never, that like, doing, I still do that to this day, and there are times that I don't. But I've also got hair on my chin, and, oh, my days, that I am not proud of. Like, I feel like being brave in that sense would be, like, being brave enough to just, you know, embrace the fact that I have hair on my face and it's not the end of the world, you know? It doesn't make me any less human. But for me, it's really been a struggle. Like, since year nine, when I first noticed it, it was that one hair. And then I plucked it out and then boom, 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 like, bare hairs just started growing everywhere. Um, so I think the what I've actually taken out as bravery from that story is the fact that I can talk about the hair on my face, even though I remove it, like... I bought a laser machine that I have at home and I use every day. And today, actually, um, the fact that I went to get my blood test was because of this, the hair on my face, because I want to find out mm-hmm. if I have PCOS or heritism. So I don't know. Yeah. Like, all this time, I've been Googling for years now, but I've never wanted to know. Like, I've always been like, oh, what if it means this? And what if it means that? I just don't want to know. And then um, this week, I was like, no, I've had enough. I just need to find out what it is. So at least, you know, I have some peace of mind. But that those are two acts of bravery, I would say. Being able to go get this test and being able to talk to people about it without going, like, all, like, hot in the face and being embarrassed. So... Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Like the hair thing, I think, is so much cultural, right? Mm. You grow up and you are expected to just wax or shave or whatever, and you don't even even think about it or at least I haven't thought about it when that the time in my life to do that came I was just like yeah sure I will uh wax because that's what everyone does Mm. and I didn't no one told me to think about it and whether I wanted to do it or not I just did it yeah and now I don't regularly like I the hair on my face yeah I have like the upper lip hair Mm -hmm. and I also have like a couple of chin hairs that come in sometimes Mm -hmm. and those I take out because I feel more comfortable like that Mm -hmm. but I stopped shaving like my armpits and my bikini line and my legs most of the time sometimes I shave them just because I want to feel the skin and my without the hair on them (laughs) yeah 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 the smoothness silky smooth (laughs) yeah but that's I think it's it should be an op like it should be someone's choice mm. and we shouldn't think of it as something we need to do yeah and i think talking about it is great because it helps other people as well to just think do i want to shave don't i want to shave yeah and it's okay if i don't so yeah yeah which is i think the most important thing it's okay if you don't it's your choice and if you feel comfortable with hair just be hairy exactly <laughs> Also, I do have PCOS. Ah. And I've been diagnosed very young when I was maybe 13 or 14 because I had my period every six months. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And uh, is it still the same? Yeah. If I don't take the pill, I will have my period like 
very regularly. That is crazy. And I have done that test because I, I stopped taking the pill to see if the if I still had the condition. Because mm-hmm. if you take if you're taking the pill, you don't develop cysts on your ovaries. So I stopped taking it for like three months, and they came back. Okay. I had cysts on uh-uh. my ovaries. So yeah. Did you have to get surgery uh, or anything? Or... No, they just go away. Oh, okay. If you take hormones again so yeah it's like weird (laughs) but it is also hard to diagnose because i don't know all those little complaints you have about whatever symptom is related to hormonal stuff Mm -hmm. i think it's not easier to make the doctors listen to you Mm. because it feels very much uh like something out of your head because they're not palpable symptoms yeah 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 it's true Except for, I guess, I have irregular periods. And that's something that they think, oh. And also another thing which really uh, irritates me is that a lot of it is related to reproduction. So if Mm. you say something like, I want to have babies, they will listen to you. But Uh. if you just say, oh, I I hurt every month, it's fine. Your pain doesn't... It's true. There is so much of that. And I believe that there are so many women who go undiagnosed and don't know these things because... They are dismissed like that. Or some who just don't even know that having loads of period pains, terrible period pains, is actually something to be worried about. Or like all of these irregularities that we have, because we don't openly talk about them anyway. Like even if you go back to school days and talk about like sex education, like we don't learn about those important things. And I went to a girls' school, so like surely <laughs> I should have been taught this. But yeah, it, it's it's quite worrying and instead we're just embarrassed and afraid of these things like I I remember there were quite a few girls in my school who were quite hairy for instance and that would have been the most embarrassing thing like I mean hair on their face is what I mean which was like you know a lot of bullying came out of of that which is quite sad so yeah yeah and it's interesting to see that even like in um because sometimes you think the bullying for those like more feminine uh, issues like having hair on your face being not what people think you should have or like your period like stuff like asking for a tampon or a pad to your friend in your class Mm. i sometimes associate the embarrassment of that to bullying boys yeah um do but you were in a girl's school and that happened anyway yeah 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 definitely they still had that which I, you know i went to a mixed school after going to a secondary um, to girl school and the bullying sort of is pretty much the same because obviously we're all growing up under the same sort of um cultural guidance i, I was i think that's the way to say it or whatever like mm-hmm. and sexism all these things were v- pretty much of our growing up you know from our, like things our parents would say at home that we don't realise how that has an impact on our self-esteem and all these things that we just, you know, regurgitate when we go back to school to each other. So, yeah. Yeah, it needs to change. In it, in it. <laughs> I don't know how, but yeah, it does. I do think, actually, because, like, you know, with all this social media, and the, I know, like, social media is terrible, but it's also great um, in the sense where pe- kids now are quite open about who they identify as or what they identify as or what um they you know they're quite open about bullying I suppose like oh you know I I I, I I'm okay with who I am sort of thing so yeah well I don't know I say that but then you also you still get the bullying with 
like even though people are okay with who they are there's still like sort of um categories to those or subcategories like oh if you're going to be i don't know if you're going to be like a hairy like a hairy woman i don't know why i keep going back to hairy women (laughs) you can only be a hairy woman if you aspire you follow these specific rules or whatever i don't know like yeah i don't know if that makes sense but that's yeah i guess so there's a lot of like what's the word uh labeling yeah Yeah. there's a lot of labeling happening and yeah it's also weird because, as you say, the social media has so many good things to it because it helps people be more informed mm. sometimes because there's a lot of people who do, like, uh, sex education uh, on Instagram, yeah. like, good accounts that are actually <laughs> based on scientific facts and stuff, not just someone that is spewing yeah, uh, yeah, what they yeah. believe. There's a lot of good stuff out there that young people have access to and they can engage with it and all of that. But there's also like the other side because bullying also happens online mm. and I think I hear there's a lot of cyberbullying in like teenagers and stuff. Yeah. Which is scary yeah. as well because I I grew up without the internet or being like huge I did have internet but there was no social media and it does make that little bit better Mm. but I still had to go to the library to look at the how do you say it in English the encyclopedia encyclopedia yeah it is encyclopedia (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) which was annoying I didn't I I didn't google stuff that easily at the time so you know there's good things and bad things true that true that (laughs) oh I remember those days actually (laughs) in primary school though (laughs) that is funny yeah there's that's the age difference for you yeah (laughs) are there more moments that you've thought about again it's hair related but it's more about the hair on my head uh because of you know being a black woman and having like natural hair coarse natural hair at that so my hair type is you know very coily very curly and it, it was it's been a struggle to like embrace and love it for what it is you know like most of my childhood has actually and I can even say like, I feel like a lot of black women even now still have the same sort of trauma from the things we hear but specifically people who have like coarse hair because like you know if you've got if you're mixed race your hair is a bit curlier and so you have good hair is what people would say whereas my hair would be compared to like carpet it would be compared to a rug a, um, a mop all these things but you know what? Surprisingly, all these horrible things that I actually heard in my time, like I've got stories for days, actually. I don't know why I still wanted to have natural hair. Like, it was still a fight for me. Like, I just knew that this is the hair that I want to have and show off. So, like, for instance, I remember this girl in my school. One time I had my hair out, my afro out, and she... Oh my gosh, I told this story too much. It's too funny, but too rude. Um, So you know tennis balls, right? Yeah. There's this game you have where you have like a disc and it's made of Velcro. Yeah. And like when someone throws the tennis ball, it catches and it stays on on the disc. Yeah. This girl ran up to me and she rubbed that disc on my hair. Now, Mariana, like when I tell you how to take that off like it was painful it was like literally my hair was being ripped out of my head i'll never forget that day it was so horrible 
And then, you know, so these were times where I'd just come out of having my hair relaxed. I don't know if you know what that means, but it's basically this treatment that you put on your hair. Imagine like Veet. This is the best example I can give it to you, right? So, you know Veet that you put on your hair, uh, on yeah. your hairs, on your legs. Uh, you put it on your hair, on your head, but it doesn't remove your hair. It just straightens your hair, like, so it's dead straight, but it burns like a motherfucker, like, oh my days the burn is like someone is imagine needles on your head and someone's just like hitting you really fast so yeah so I used to have that I begged my mom to get it when I was like 13 because I was like oh my god this is my teenage years I need to have my hair like this so um she said she kept saying no and this is the good thing about my family actually because I know a lot of some black families they actually pressure their children to do it because you know you look prettier it's also like seen as more professional hair and all these other things but my mom never wanted me to do it but I really begged her to get it done so then I did it and the burn was so much even though I did feel a lot prettier my hair was flowing and all these things but it got to a point where in the middle of my head they started I started having a bold patch like literally the hair was breaking and it was so bad. So I remember that I stopped doing it, the relaxer and then this girl did that to me, but it didn't really phase me. But then I had other moments, people being like, oh, Helena, whenever I'd have braids and I take them out, people be like, oh, Helena, I thought you had normal hair. Just comments like that, that they don't really realize is rude, but it is just disrespectful as hell. What does normal hair mean? Like, and why is my hair not normal? So then I went back to doing it again um, but this time it was pressure from my auntie. She's like, oh, you're going to look so much prettier if your hair was like this. And I was like, okay, fine. So I did it. And then I was like, fuck this, fuck everyone. And I just shaved the side of my hair. That I feel like that was my first proper act of bravery because <laughs> I'd never in a million years shaved my hair. Like, what is that about? So I shaved the left side of it because I couldn't bear to shave both sides because I feel like I have a, a sausage head. <laughs> so it was just... I don't know, I feel like shaved head looks good on some people. So I only did one side. And then I remember a family friend thought I was like an emo kid now. So she she kept asking my mom, like, is everything okay with your daughter? But yeah, I, I loved that moment of my life. And then fast forward to now, I got locks, which is just an extension of natural hair. Like it's your hair, but you just like um lock it, like you retwist it every month and it's easier for me because my natural hair, I used to have to braid it every night so that it wouldn't like stay matted on one side, um, <laughs> which was just a lot of work. But either way, I'm all for natural hair, basically. And um, yeah, it is like what whenever I see black women with whatever type of hair that they choose to wear, I still see that as an act of bravery because I know how difficult it is having grown up and hearing all these things. So whatever you decide to wear your hair as, it is brave because at the end of the day, you're always going to get comments from people regardless of what you do. Because if your hair is shaved, it's like, oh, what's wrong with you? Are you ill? If your hair, if you're wearing like um, weave or wigs, ah, oh, so you don't like being black. Like, yet yeah, people don't realise why these women have done that. And, you know, not to say that personally, it's not for me, but I can understand why they have done that. Or mm-hmm. even if you choose to wear your hair natural, oh, why would you wear your hair natural? Like, it doesn't look nice. It looks messy. It looks unprofessional all these things so you're just gonna hear it all regardless so yeah 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 yeah. that's another thing i think social media 
may have helped with because I have uh, until social media was a thing and until until I started seeing people talking about their hair and stuff like that I had never known Mm. black women went through that Mm. so it's also good for everyone to be aware of it yeah because probably if they are nice people they uh, w- once they are aware of it they will stop being i don't know maybe maybe i'm being too too <laughs> utop- utopic but i think that yeah awareness of what people go through is better than not knowing mm. uh, yeah, yeah, it's because true. you're more empathetic or if you are an empathetic person you will also react to to people doing the bad things and try to educate them I yeah, guess which I do think is quite important and I feel like that's definitely the best side of social media um because we all forget that everyone is ignorant to something like we all are that's the truth like we're all ignorant to something so we should allow people to be ignorant right but expect them to be educated and be open to be educated if they don't then that's their problem but um it's fine to ask questions obviously you can use google and stuff but it is fine like i remember i was in this show <laughs> in a panto that i did last year and i was playing peter pan and i no i wasn't just playing peter pan i was actually playing 20 characters let me be honest with you <laughs> um and each character i had to make them so different from each other so i decided to make peter pan like <laughs> like a london boy in it like so i made him quite i don't know <laughs> I don't want to say hood, but that's basically how he was sounding, okay? Yeah, so one of the kids in the audience shouted and he was like, oh, are you a gangster? (laughs) So I was like, (laughs) what did I even reply to him? Oh, I don't, I can't remember my reply, but I know what I wanted to say. I wanted to say, ask your mum in it, but I didn't do that because then it was a bit too, like it needs to be more PG. So I said something else. Um, But then the girl who I was with, um, one of the actors, she was like, oh, she was a white girl and she said to me, oh, don't you think that was quite rude? Don't you think that was quite rude? Did you feel offended? And I just thought to myself, like, why would she think that I felt offended? Like, It's a child. Obviously, children are going to make really, like, just ignorant. They're the, the ones who are going to make the most ignorant suggestions and questions because of the things that they see. But it's okay. Like, it's fine. They are, That is the time to be asking things like that. And if no one is going to allow them to ask these questions and no one is going to give them the space then obviously they will never know you know how to um speak or, or or to understand people from different backgrounds you know just because someone speaks like they're from london like that doesn't mean that they're gangster right you know yeah it doesn't just the way the way you speak doesn't define who you are essentially mm-hmm. um but yeah <laughs> yeah and i think I do understand sometimes, and that's not the case of that other actress, I guess. Uh, but I do understand sometimes when people have have had enough of trying to be open to questions mm. or t- trying to be open to educating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing uh, inverted commas because uh, I think that's very like lectury. Oh, let's educate people. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean. I, I understand that peeps, there's there comes a point where you've heard things so many mm. times that you don't want to do that anymore. So I, I do understand that as well. But yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you can't, ex- especially a kid uh, who 
hasn't lived enough to to know that how society works needs someone to listen to them and to help them understand things better Mm -hmm. no yeah i definitely agree because at the end of the day like if there, there is Google, right? <laughs> if you're a grown-ass mm-hmm. person, go on Google. Unless you're going to pay people to be answering certain questions. I mean, there are. Yes. Th- it depends on the question as well. But if you're just asking really ridiculous questions that sometimes people don't want to talk about these things, because who am I? That's not my responsibility. Like, I just want to live my life. You don't have to be asking me, how was it? How is my experience in this? How is my experience in that? You can Google it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there are also people who've said, unless you're going to pay mm. for it, there are also people who, who offer that service, so just pay them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the other side of the scale, have there been moments in your life when you haven't done something because of lack of bravery or maybe fear? Mm. Yeah, so many times. I'm trying to steer away from talking about like relationship stuff because I really... What is it? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm laughing because uh, you're not the first person that has said that on the podcast. Oh, that they, want, that they want to steer away <laughs> from relationship stuff. So I think that is uh, a juicy... I, I hate this word. <laughs> and I'm saying it. I have like... I'm developing a character that uses juicy a lot oh my God, based on someone that I've met that says juicy a lot and that like irritates me. And oh I've just God. used it. So now I'm... I'm oh. <laughs> leave it. But yeah, it's... it's such a like rich uh, place to go relationships but I'm also happy that people don't go there because I understand why they don't go there yeah Uh, (laughs) so okay wait so when I was in Brit oh god I mean there's so many there's literally so many moments in my life do you know okay so I'll I'll speak about something that I've or like things that I've really wanted to do but then I haven't done for instance I've always wanted to do acting and to be fair I have always pursued it till the end like I've I've always been that person that whatever opportunity comes I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna do it but then when it came to going to drama school which I did actually apply quite a few times and I you know did the auditions and stuff I felt like and I knew this I was sort of and actually even now when I do auditions it's like I always feel like this isn't I'm not good enough like in the moment leading up to it or the moment of it I'm like it's, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. And then I just put this block in front of me and then I feel this thing in my throat and then it just, it all goes tits up, man. It just goes to shit. Like, I can't do it anymore. But um, basically what I've established is <laughs> last, no, 2016, I think, or something, I had, like, quite a few auditions coming up and I started having this, like, I, I, I think I ate something and they felt like, that thing didn't go down, down my throat properly. Like I hadn't digested mm-hmm. it. And I think it either scratched my throat or something. And I just felt it constantly. And every time I'd think about the things I have to do, like that pain would just flare up. So I went to the doctor and I asked him, oh, can I get like an x-ray? Because there is literally something on my throat. Like the food is still there. It's been weeks. Um, And then he's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So he did like that torch thing, whatever it's called. <laughs> And he looked down my throat and then he was like, there's absolutely nothing there. And I was like, no, there is. Like, I can feel it. It's definitely there. It's hurting me. And then he just sat me down and he was like, okay, what is going on in your life right now? So I explained, like, I've got loads of auditions coming up and all these things. And then he was like to me, I'm, I, I think what you have is anxiety, right? 
And that was the first time in my life, because I never thought I had anxiety. And I felt like, and I think this is very much like a black thing in terms of like your family would always say, oh, like, just, just firm it, just firm it. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know, you have to work twice as hard to get things. So you don't, you know, don't get in your head about it. So I always believe that we don't get these things like we can't get you know anxiety and stuff but when he said that it clicked and and I realized there were so many things in my life that I had not done because of that flare in my throat like or things that I haven't said and I do a lot of like chakra and meditation stuff as well well I don't really do it I just read about it and then you know think about doing it (laughs) but my communication sometimes is so bad I actually can't speak to people oh I thought of other yeah I've thought of other points to this question (laughs) but I actually can't speak sometimes and I know that that's my anxiety and it's in my throat like it's just carving a dent in my throat and it's nothing's coming out and so yeah I haven't really solved that problem you know but um a couple of weeks ago I had something a deadline and the anxiety was oh my god it was like it was burning but I literally fought against it and then I managed to do and I'm so proud of the work that I actually ended up doing I was so surprised but yeah so to answer this question again um (laughs) communication for me like I have really hard time speaking to people and I'm not even sure how I'm doing this uh podcast right now because I don't even know (laughs) it's it's great and I'm talking a lot so like for instance if I'm at work I know what it is. So, like, I get, like... Okay, if I'm at work, I need to have my work persona. And I can't be anything else outside of that. Like, I can't make jokes. I don't know how to be funny. I don't know how to... Like, someone will say something funny and I'll just be like... "Uh uh And my reaction will be... My reaction to everything is like, Oh, my days! (laughs) It's so dumb, like... And it's just like, Oh, my God, OMG, lol. (laughs) Because I can't respond to anything. (laughs) Because I'm literally so in my head, I'm like... Um, what am I going to say next? What am I going to say next? So that's me at work. And then I'm currently in a relationship right now, which is like amazing. But then there are moments where literally, I literally feel like he probably thinks I don't talk to, I I feel like I don't speak. I don't say anything, but apparently I I actually do speak. I don't know where, but he says I do. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. It's just my communication is quite bad i don't know if that answers the question but it does and i i or at least i understand it because i have similar problems i also am terrible at communicating Mm. Uh, yeah and i like in relationships i speak very little Uh, (laughs) and i uh, i what's the word i rate my partners who are patient with me and let me take time in saying stuff because it's really hard for me to say stuff sometimes i think like i will cut this out if you don't want it in but you are in a long distance relationship yes 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 i am i think that makes things harder as well because I am also in a long distance relationship mm-hmm. and I think it's harder to communicate uh, yeah, <laughs> when you're right? not seeing the other person or you're not like uh, you don't have them next to you. So yeah, communication is really hard. I'm, I also suffer a little bit from anxiety, nothing diagnosed, mm. but uh, yeah. And that has prevented me doing s- stuff in the past. And I yeah. feel like the reason I do more stuff now is because I found something I really, really like doing. Okay. So it makes me go through yeah. those moments where I think I'm shit, I'm not good, and I'm going to be shit at it. But in my head, I learned to think it doesn't matter if I'm shit because mm. the moments when you're shit, 
don't don't people don't remember them mm. they only remember when you've been great that's true and while being shit you're learning <laughs> how to be better and they, that is so right that's so right that's true <laughs> I also had that exam of like the little camera going down your nose, which I imagine is what you were talking about. Oh wait, no, it uh, wasn't that one. Be, no? It was okay. You know the oh. torch that goes in your ears sometimes, right? What's it called? Yeah. Oh, the th- little thing, like the little cone. Yeah, yeah. So he put that in my mouth. Is that one? <laughs> okay. Then, yeah, because I I was feeling when singing, and I'm going to say that we know each other from Capoeira, uh, where we sing, and when singing in Capoeira, when I'm singing like a higher note, Mm -hmm. I feel an itch in my throat. So I wanted to get it checked, and I went to the um, ENT, the ear, nose, and throat doctor, Mm. who put a camera down my nose, like a super tiny camera, and it's itchy (laughs) going down but it's like it's not like horrible and he said my vocal cords were great and very elastic and everything that i had like a little bit of signs of acid reflux okay but apart from that (laughs) it's great he told me to stop uh, eating spicy food drinking coffee and tea and drinking alcohol i don't drink alcohol i haven't done the rest because i just refuse to (laughs) coffee and spicy food like what are you gonna do with life great (laughs) part of my life so I want to stop. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. <laughs> is there... Oh, another thing I want to say is that, again, we've met in Capoeira and you said you told us you were an actor and a writer and whatever. And I know a lot of people tell me they're actors and writers. Yeah, and then course. when I go and see their stuff, I think, ah, ah! I have a lot of work to do. But I did go to see your play. Oh, what, yes. Two years ago? Was it two, no, stop. It was last remember. year, for God's sake. Was it? It's because uh, this I, year feels like it's been 10 years, so it makes sense. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was great. And I remember thinking when you started speaking, I was like, wait, Elena doesn't speak like that. <laughs> oh, right. She's an actor. She's she's acting. Oh, my God. That is it so funny. Like, <laughs> and I loved it. So I think Thank you don't you. have any anything to think about uh, not being good enough because I think you are great. Thank you, you so much. Great. That was great. It. So, yeah. Is there anything coming up in your life uh, for which you will need to be brave in order to do? Yeah, I mean, so the fact that coronavirus is happening and, you know, I think I need to be brave with sticking to my passion. Whether whether it comes to fruition the way I want it to come, um, I should still stick with it because I love it, right? It's something that I want to do with my life, um, continue to create. And um, this has been a great test to it. And the fact that I've still been having amazing ideas I'd say even in these hard times and still and I'm still courageous enough to think that they will be successful that is me being brave and accepting that I can continue to do what I want to do regardless of what's happening around in the world that my house could be burning down but I'll still continue to work at what I want to do um yeah I'm currently actually writing a series that I want to be on YouTube I well I applied to this thing called Screenshot. I don't know if you've heard of mm-hmm. it. And yeah, so I'm I'm hoping to hear back and I really hope I get it. But if I don't, I don't give a shit because I'm going to do it anyway. And put it on YouTube. It is going to be about hair, LOL. 
<laughs> it's going to be about hair on my head. It's like several characters that I'll be playing. I wanted it to be more than one person, but with coronavirus at the moment, I'll just do it, me playing several people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's, it's going to be a little bit like a mockumentary. So it's like an AA meeting group thing um, where these women come to talk about the traumas that they've had with their hair. But it's going to be comedy, right? I've, I've yeah. not really written for comedy, but I think... I mean, I can try. I've watched a lot of comedy, so... We'll see. We'll see if it bangs. And like you said, I can be shit many times until I become great. So I'm going to keep making the shit until it's great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's what I'm doing at the moment. Uh, And I hope to continue because what I've realised about myself is like sometimes I get some really sick ideas. I start doing them. I never not do the idea right. I always start them, but never finish or never continue. And that's what gets my nerves. (laughs) So I need to be brave enough to not stop. So in like by next year ask me again if i've started it (laughs) if i've continued it yeah i will ask you like throughout the year thank you (laughs) check up on me please (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, also because that is that's, there is truly a, a thing that happens I guess to a lot of creative people especially I think right now because you are working in a in a vacuum by yourself mm. so there's no external force yeah to drive of like you, yeah. the other actors in in your web series or like the director or the producer to tell you hey you haven't done the work yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah where is it I tend to do a lot more work for work mm. like the work I'm being paid for which is comedy and creative so it's part of like the work I do but I tend to do that better than the things I want to do for myself because yeah. I I'm not no no boss for myself <laughs> I need a boss I need to be my own I, I will create a character that's like my boss right that is literally stuff. what I think actually like I always think okay let me be my manager but then I never follow through like I just need to you know create this manager person and then when I need to switch I might have to give her a name or something like Patricia. <laughs> that is also like something that I've heard as suggestions like from psychologists or stuff like that about like naming your anxiety so ah. that way you can tell them off. Oh my God. Tell them to go away. Yes. So yeah, na- name your anxiety a name like a boss and maybe that will make you work better. I'm just thinking about that for myself. That's such a good I'm not idea. Any kind of expert, so this is just an idea I just had. But yeah, that's like yeah. I'm so gonna do that. that. I'm gonna give them a really shit name, so there's like loads of hate towards it. <laughs> Don't piss me off anymore. Also, um, I've I've recently got audacity. No, that's such. It's not called audacity. What am I talking about? I recently got Audible. Um, oh yeah. Do you use it? I don't use Audible that much. Oh, why are your eyes moving like that? <laughs> Because I'm, I'm trying to think if I'm thinking of the right thing. <laughs> Audible is like the iBooks, yeah, the yeah. e-books thing, yeah. right? Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, well, so I, I've been listening to... So you get your first two books free. And I think you it's your Prime. What, if you've got Amazon Prime, you're paying... I hope it is. I hope I'm not paying twice for two different services, which will make me really <laughs> upset. No wonder Jeff Bezos is the way that he is. By the way, yeah, yesterday I read, I hope this is a lie. I know I've just jumped from one thing to the other. I'll go back to the other thing. But I read that if you earned, wait, let me get this right, 180,000 or even more, 180,000, I feel like that's wrong, dollars per day since the day Jesus was born up until today, you still wouldn't be as rich as he. I feel like that's a lie. That has to be a lie. Come on. 
I don't know. It's it's incredible. There's some people. There is like a person that did a video of what is a billion mm. and what is a million mm. and it, what is one, and he did it with like rice. What you call grains. rice grains? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have like one rice rice grain, a thousand rice grains, a million rice grains, and then a billion rice grains. Yes. And a billion rice grains is just so much more than a million and a million is already a lot wow. so it's and he's got 145 like have, billion Fuck, yeah no. having that perspective is huge because yeah what a billion hell? for me like even a million for me is sort of inconceivable but a billion is truly inconceivable so yeah what the hell like how what do you do with that like why like you you run out of things to do like you you won't do all the things yeah no <laughs> there's another like twitter thread which is someone saying i'm going to try and spend jeff bezos money and he starts by like i don't know i can't remember the, the examples mm. he uses but i'm going to start by buying a thousand yachts i still have almost the same amount of billions i had before yeah. i'm going to buy rolls royces he, he uses like a lot of yeah. these kinds of examples and he's still at the end of it he still has a lot of money <laughs> that wow. it's impossible for us to achieve. So yeah, it's it's crazy. That is insane. Yeah, I was going to say though that Audible. So I've been listening to this um, uh, da, 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 book. So you get first two books free, and the book I'm listening to is Synchro Destiny by Deepak Chopra, and mm-hmm. I really really believe in this uh, actually because when I was in Brazil a lot of things were happening that just don't happen like you know too many coincidences were happening and I'm like why is this happening um you know when I first went there so the first week you know Julio's stepmother so I only met her one time when she came to see the show but she didn't even come to see the show she was just there at the end and I didn't even speak to her mm-hmm. But Julia gave me her contact number and I said to her, oh, I'm going to be in Brazil. That's all I said. And I told her when. But um, I hadn't like said, oh, we're going to meet this point. We're going to meet up, all these things. So I'm going out with my friend. My friend's going to the hospital, not hospital, the GP at like 10 in the morning. And then she tells me, oh, Helena, just go outside if you want to just have a wander. And I was like, OK, well, I don't know this place, but I'll try. And I so I went out and I was just walking down the road and the moment I stepped out, who do I see driving in their car? And she literally stops and she shouts my name. I turn around, I'm like, what What are the chances of that happening, right? But then so many things like that kept happening. Like um, I met these guys who I'm really good friends till now. And every time we wanted to meet up, one of them didn't even have a phone so that we would never talk to each other on the phone. Every time we wanted to meet up, we would meet up. Like, and it wouldn't be in, like, a set place. It wouldn't be like, oh, we're going to meet here at this time, da, da, da. We would just meet up. And it's like, sometimes I'd be going the most furthest away place that I know I'm not going to see these people today. And I'd still see them. And there's other things that happen. So, anyways, this book is about um, noting, noticing coincidences and writing them down every day. I was doing that, but then I stopped. I should go back to it. But literally, coincidences do happen every single day. And the more we do that, the more we can sort of channel it to happen throughout your day to day. And then you can sort of fine tune it to kind of want specific things to happen. And I believe that wholeheartedly. So um, you do like loads of these exercises. And one of the things that he had is every morning when you wake up, you look in the mirror and then you say, I am beneath no one and I am above no one. Um, I am free from criticism 
And then there's another one that I don't quite remember, but there you have a few like really cool exercises to do. Yeah, and honestly, so many coincidences have been happening that I've been writing down, even though I've stopped. Like on the first day that I was listening to this, I, I, I decided, oh, let me tidy up my bookshelf. And as soon as I decided to tidy up my bookshelf and I'm staring at my bookshelf, he says the following lines. It's like, let's imagine you are standing in front of your bookshelf. And then I, I literally screamed. So yeah, um, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, Deepak Chopra, Synchro Destiny. That's super, because I think like coincidences happen all the time. And even like things like meeting people, it feels like out of nowhere. It feels sort of impossible in London sometimes because it's such Mm. a big city. And for me, who I came from a small town in Portugal, where it's very easy to meet people on the street, but it's because there's nowhere else to go. It's a small city, so people will be on the street. But in London, you feel like you will never like just bump into someone if you haven't said uh, you're yeah, going to meet. Yeah. But it happens so many times that you just bump into people on the tube or like just on the street out of nowhere. And I, yeah, I, I guess like if you do start paying attention to those things more, you realize how how random the world is. <laughs> probably will bring some sort of enlightenment that's such a good line how random the world i liked that (laughs) you know like the a thing we say in portuguese sometimes which is uh oh wow i I actually i think i heard this for the first time from a friend of abaz who also does capoeira i don't know if we've met because he stopped going uh, a time uh, uh, and he has a portuguese friend who, like, when we met, he told me that, that the world was a, a, a bidet, <laughs> uh, which is something that doesn't exist in the UK. Yeah, no. <laughs> but exists in every toilet in Portugal, so we know very well what a bidet is. <laughs> and it's very small. <laughs> and I think that's what it means. The world is very small, so a lot of coincidences do happen, even yeah. though the world is huge. Yeah. But yeah, being aware of those things, maybe, is nice for your brain. Yeah. As well as a thing I do sometimes try to, to do, and then, like, I forget and then do, do it for a while. And my mood goes down. But <laughs> it's just, like, uh, also writing down the good things that happen. Because mm. there's always a good thing that happens every day. Or, like, the things you've accomplished. Because uh, even, like, in a day where you haven't done all the things you said you were going to do, you still, like, did a wash of yeah. clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's still like doing something. Yeah, true. That you use time for. I don't know what I'm trying to say. No, I, I think there's so much to be things. grateful for. <laughs> gratitude, gratitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there someone in your life, real or fictional, or like a p- public figure, or just someone you know that you would use as an example of bravery? Nina Simone. Because, I mean, she was the first person who. Literally, I heard about talking with what I said at the beginning where bravery is being... Or freedom, actually, she said, is lack of fear, right? And mm-hmm. that is that is everything to me. And this woman is also... Um, so when I went to university in Liverpool, it was the first time that I really listened to her because I'd never listened to her mm-hmm. before. And uh, when I was at uni, um, was the first time I felt like an outsider for being black. Because obviously I grew up in London, you have everyone from everywhere, like, you don't even care that, you don't care about anything, right? You just get on with people for who they are, you learn about the different cultures, you love it, you get on with life. But then when I was in Liverpool, I experienced so much racism from the students, it's just, there was a lot of ignorance and a lot of commentary that just was unnecessary. So then I started to just um, 
distance myself from a lot of people like I wouldn't hang out with my housemates they would be like oh Helena you're such a party pooper you never hang out with us I'm like yeah because you guys are idiots so I started making friends with dead black people like James Baldwin oh, I read so many of his plays and like books are oh, amazing I've just finished Giovanni's room oh, like this God, week that's the and that's what I, I read did so much so amazing so amazing um yeah I got it out of the library at uni I should actually buy it I want a copy of it Oh, Read Kindred by Octavia E. Butler, if you have a chance. Mm-hmm. It's a really great book. Yeah, so then I started listening to music as well. And Nina Simone was... She really got me going. Like, I, I felt like a huge connection with this woman. Even though, you know, she's she had her ups and downs and so much that she went through. Mm-hmm. But she was a, a, a brave woman. Like, I think there was this one concert of her in, um, in France, I think, or something. I don't know, somewhere... And literally, she was playing the piano and someone was talking in the audience. She literally just stopped and looked at them like, are you going to shut the fuck up or I'm not going to play? <laughs> I love that, you know, knowing your worth, like you're here to perform, you're here to, you're, you know, you're giving them your time and your talent and then you're not even being respected for it. What am I doing here? So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. And that's a good, like a great, a great example. And I... It's the first time I ask this question on the podcast where someone has an answer so fast. <laughs> so that's, that was impressive. Oh, wow. Yay. <laughs> uh, and we are about to end the podcast. No. Uh, yes. Do you have any, any like a burning thing you need to say about bravery that I haven't asked you yet? Well, okay. This is going to sound so cringe, but being alive is an act of bravery and people should embrace that and no matter how hard life gets like just stick to it <laughs> yeah be, you're being brave like we know how hard it is so yeah 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 that's something I, i've actually been thinking uh lately because i don't know it's it's been hard these past seven months some some weeks are harder than others yeah. i think we're all going through the same up and down thing yeah. that sometimes it feels like really hard to to not have your life the life you you want to have and the, what you're used to having yeah. uh sometimes it feels really hard during these these past seven to eight months uh and that's something that has been coming to me is like yeah but being alive is great despite everything so yeah. let's just focus on that exactly there's so much more again, to see like i'm not sure what i'm yeah yeah no what were you gonna say no, I was going to say that again. I'm I'm not sure what I'm trying to say. Oh, I think that's something. That... <laughs> no, there is, there is. Like at the end of the day, this is like that. Like it's like a TV show, right? Like you're watching. We're all binging something on Netflix, and we need to see it till the end. Like we we need to find out, for instance, how coronavirus is going to end. We need to find out who's going to win the elections in America. Like, is it going to be Donald Trump? Which I sadly think Hopefully it might not. be. Though, oh no, let's be real. <sighs> Americans, no comment no comment <laughs> but um, oh god i really hope it isn't like like it's just gonna be so well it's gonna be shit for them yeah and i uh, like and i have a lot of friends in america so it's i don't want them to go through that to four more years of that so yeah yeah but like the last thing i have to ask you about is if you have any plug any what anything coming up to promote oh <laughs> yeah i was like what's going on <laughs> Um, I have a bath plug. <laughs> in it, a... yeah. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I know. Okay, so yeah, the TV show is called Four Seed Chronicles. I'm working on it at the moment. My best friend is actually helping me film it. 
So it'll probably only be out next year or something. Like I'm literally, mm-hmm. I'm waiting to hear from this competition that I sent it off to. If I don't get it, then it would be like maybe January. Be on Instagram. I'll try to make it like friendly for other platforms, like little snippets on maybe TikTok, little snips snippets on Instagram, but mostly on um, thingy on on YouTube. Think Modern Family vibes only because of like the confessionals. Or like even mm-hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race with a confessional sort of thing, um, and then yeah, Office maybe. Yeah, like the mockumentary yeah. vibe. That's that sounds fun. Anything else to plug? Um, I'm pretty sure I was doing something else, but I can't remember. <laughs> oh wait, yes. Okay, so I'm working on doing this sort of environmental awareness film. I think with the Brazilian people that I met in brazil right um it's the idea is basically like imagine us no no so us right as we are now 2020 um the future let's say sort of contacts us and tells us that what we're doing currently is fucking up the future and then but it's going to be environmentally based there's still a lot of things to think about but that's sort of the idea like we as ancestors Mm -hmm. how we are affecting uh what's after predecessors is that right no the people who came before us or do you mean the people who are coming after yeah us? the people who are coming after that's not predecessor okay that's not predecessors predecessors <laughs> are the ones who came before us yeah i guess Sub-decessor. <laughs> next decessor <laughs> i don't know is there a word there is a word descendants sorry it's descendants descendants yes of course descendants are descendants yes that is a word yeah <laughs> again communication yeah right in it we really do like what can we do like is there a, uh, is there a medicine for this <laughs> like i'm i'm doing a podcast it's like my way of trying to get better at communicating that's with pretty people. good what can i do currently over zoom because there's the w- the way we can communicate right now yeah true. Uh, but yeah i'm doing my best <laughs> you're doing very well congrats i'm really loving it by the well, way thank like, you. it's great oh thank you and thank you as well to accepting to uh, accepting to be a guest at my podcast of course i was waiting when is she gonna ask me <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> thank you mariana Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me at, at Marianne's Beats on Twitter and Instagram for all dowdy updates. As all podcasts will tell you, all rates and reviews will be super welcome. And do share the podcast with your friends or on your socials. Hashtag DowdyPod. I would also like to know your pics of people who, to you, are examples of bravery. Share them on your reviews or tweet them at me. Huge, huge thank you to Champagne for the podcast jingle and a bunch of other things that are on podcast related. If you've enjoyed listening to Dowdy, have some spare to give, and would like to support me and help me improve on my tech and skills, all tips are welcome through PayPal and Coffee on at Mariana's Beats. I've been Mariana Feijó. Until next week.